Hello everyone and welcome to Space Spiels. My name is Paige Kaufman and I am an undergraduate astronautical engineering student at the University of Southern California. On this podcast, we will talk about all things aerospace. We will discover how people got where they are in industry and their experience of the culture and community on the way. Enjoy. Hello everyone. Today we have an amazing guest. His name is Danetti Martino. Danetti is currently a senior at the University of Southern California studying astronautical engineering. He just retired from a year acting as the lead of USC's Liquid Propulsion Lab, or LPL. If you remember Armin, who I had on a few months ago, this is his co-lead. Zanetti has a unique perspective because he's a transfer student. He spent a year at the Cal State Long Beach rocketry team, and he elaborates on his experience over there and how it compares to USC. He also acted as a launch systems integration intern at Northrop Grumman and a turbo machinery intern at Ursa Major last summer, which you will hear him talk about. A couple of acronyms I wanted to define for you before we jump in because this is an aerospace podcast after all. There are a lot of acronyms. If you already think you know them, go ahead and skip this part. Uh, First, we have RPL and LPL. This is USC's Rocket Propulsion Lab, which uses solid propellant and launches flight vehicles, where the Liquid Propulsion Lab builds liquid rocket engines. Next, we have CAD. CAD is computer-aided design. It's an engineering software that helps you to model things. Next, we have RE, and RE is a responsible engineer who is basically the head of a project or a team in engineering. Then we have DAC. DAC is our data acquisition team in LPL. They basically are on the software of everything, the coding, the numbers. And those are all the acronyms I have for you, just a few. So now you should be able to understand a little bit more of Tanetti's lingo. So I really hope that you enjoy. And it also happens to be Tanetti's 21st birthday at the release of this episode. So happy birthday, Tanetti. And let's get into the episode. All right, Tanetti, welcome on the podcast. Thank you, Paige. <laughs> so, excited so to, long time to talk with you. Yeah. Yay. Okay, so I like to start, I kind of start the same way for context for everyone. Did you always know that you wanted to work on rockets? Was there a moment or a series of moments that sparked that interest for you? Yeah. um, So applying to college, I did not really have like a profound interest in aerospace or rockets in particular. Um, actually like never, I was thinking about this earlier. I never knew anyone who was like an engineer growing up, uh, <laughs> like at all in Palm desert, there's like no engineering companies out there. Oh. So it's like, I didn't know anyone as an engineer. So when I was applying to college, um, my, I saw like aerospace when looking through majors, I'd never heard of it before. Um, and I thought it was pretty cool. So I selected that. And then my backup was international business. No so, way. Yeah. So it was, a. Uh, yeah, and then I just ended up, I actually got into like very few schools uh, and I decided to go to Long Beach um, and I got into Long Beach for aerospace and then I was like, okay, like still figuring it out and I joined a team called Long Beach Rocketry, which was like a solid motor rocketry team um, and then we went out to FAR, Friends of Amateur Rocketry test site in Mojave um, in like December of my freshman year and like watching the first rocket kind of launch and like hearing the sound, uh, I was like instantly hooked. Um, 
So then after like hearing that and like literally the night that I got back home, uh, went ahead and like researched like all these schools that were like top for rocketry and came across SC. Uh, and then I applied to transfer. Um, so I ended up starting my transfer application three days before the USC transfer app was due. <laughs> That's so on brand for you. Yeah, very on brand. Um, but yeah, and then I ended up uh, getting into SC. And so that's I didn't where I'm know at that. Now. Yeah. So you were already on a team and you didn't even know that's what you wanted to do. You're just kind of getting involved. Yeah, I was just like wanted to get involved with something. And that seemed like yes. the coolest thing to like get involved in. The people were super nice. Um, yeah. I like tested out their liquid team and their solid team and the solid team. Uh, there were like some really amazing people on that team yeah. uh, that like I still keep in contact with. Mm. And they're, uh, yeah, they're very nice. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I was hooked. Um, Whoa. Yeah, it was still all like during COVID. Yeah. So I was driving from, we worked out of uh, the Los Alamitos Joint Forces Training Base um, in Long Beach because the school didn't let us like work on campus because of COVID. Mm. So I was driving from Palm Desert to like that training base in Long Beach like three times a week, freshman year, uh, like sometimes four, driving oh. back at like three in the morning, <laughs> class at eight. Another on brand experience yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. So that's oh how God. I got hooked. Did you live at yeah. home for that? Yeah, I was still in Palm Desert until I came here. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so why did you choose SC out of the transfer when you're looking to transfer? Um, it was really uh, RPL's uh, like Traveler 4 hype video that yeah. they had. <laughs> and it has like Rocket Man in the background. Um, awesome. And watching that, like, uh, yeah, I was like really hooked. Yeah. Um, and like I felt like compelled to apply. And if you read my trans, it's funny that I ended up like joining OPL. Um, yeah. But if you read my transfer application, like I have flight on in there. Like I have like it's so in depth. <laughs> um, but yeah, I ended up uh, transferring for RPL, and then I, um, you know, walked in one of the first days to OPL, uh, joined the analysis team under uh, Mark McDermott, and then. Um, I heard about LPL, which was like right next door, and I was like, how could I not? Okay, well, how do you balance school and lab at USC? <laughs> because you never leave lab, and it feels like you're always doing something, and somehow you're succeeding in school, but I want the secrets. Yeah, I think, uh, I think succeeding is probably not the best <laughs> term there. Um, I definitely had to choose, uh, like which one I wanted to prioritize. Um, and for me, I chose lab. Uh, if you look at my GPA, I think it will, uh, very much reflect that. Um, yeah, I mean like when I applied here or when I got in as a sophomore, um, I practically lived in lab for that first year cause it was like, it's primarily master students. So you get to hear like all these you know, master's level conversations right. and like really in-depth, like um, really in-depth, like viewpoints and analyses of different things. And uh, I don't know, I've like historically never been the best student and it was just like way more fun to be in lab and I felt like I was getting a lot more worth. So like, yeah, I wouldn't say I like manage it. I think I like fully chose to just commit to lab and just like pass by with the school stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and from hearing from like a lot of people like in the industry who have like 
have the privilege to work with, they think that that was like probably a, a good call. Mm-hmm. Um, and that like the way that I did it is like totally fine. Um, Cause like really learning like through like hands-on experience is the best way to learn. And that's what like a lot of companies are looking for for new grads is like mm-hmm. the hands-on experience rather than like just doing the homework. Um, so like I've heard from a lot of people that like, it's like, okay, how I did it and that uh, shouldn't really affect me. But on the long term, it'll affect me if I wanted to do like a PhD. Right. Um, Cause like my GPA is like probably not good enough to apply to a PhD program yeah. and get in. Um, but uh, like for what I want to do, that's not really what I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to like go straight into working, no masters either. Um, yeah. So it's, it's fine for me. Yeah. yeah. I'll probably do a masters maybe. You're keeping, you're keeping the hands-on yeah. experience. You're like, I just want to get that. Yeah, I mean, I, I just want to work. That's what they say, yeah. 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 So. Has, have people, like, in interviews ever given you a hard time about the GPA? Do they ask you about Never. it? Never. Uh, yeah. So it's listed on my resume. Yeah. Uh, on my resume, it says 3.1. Yeah. Um, and it's never Oh, I thought it was so... I thought it was lower than that, the way you were talking. No, I mean, that. it's just a... I mean, like, SpaceX has, like, listed, like, preferred 3.5, right. you know, and, like... Uh, I think like most companies have that listed like somewhere, but it hasn't came up at all. Huh. So, yeah, it really comes down to just me like not doing all of the homework, and then uh, <laughs> right because you're in lab. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a time thing. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Um, how do the two labs, like USC and Long Beach, how do they compare? What we can learn from each other, kind of. Yeah. Um, so at Long Beach, uh, I guess a little bit of background on what I was doing there is, it's called Long Beach Rocketry. They participate in the NASA Student Launch Competition, which is to where you, um, you essentially spend a year doing, working on this like mission that NASA has like set out for the teams. So what that includes is like making a payload and launching a rocket that holds that payload that has like a certain mission requirement. For example, my year had to uh, be deployed under a thousand feet, but over 500 feet. And then it had to descend to the ground and it had to take like a panoramic picture once it was on the ground. So if it didn't land like upright, it had to reposition itself and like take this like 360 panoramic picture. Um, So it was like solid rocket tree and we pretty much constructed everything, did like a lot of of CAD, a lot of analysis. What I really liked from Long Beach that I think uh, we could improve on is like the level of documentation that was set out by the competition. So we had three reports due. We had PDR, CDR, flight readiness review, and each of those were 250 pages. So no. Way. Yeah, so that's like set out by, like by the competition. You have three yeah. 250 page reports due, um, and like that level of documentation is really amazing because you really like have to be working on it the entire like yeah. the entire duration of the year. Um, you're like constantly working on this report while also working on, uh, you know, the actual mission. Um, so I think we could learn a lot from the documentation that they have. I like frequently show it to people still, uh, cause it's like something that I'm very proud on that like I got to work on. Um, and like when we do like FMA stuff here, I still like reference stuff that I did at Long Beach. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's like very, very um, in depth, the level of documentation. What I also really liked is that we had like a like a Tormach CNC four forty I think, um, which is like a three axis mill that was just like in the back of the room. 
So uh, one of the guys, his name was Garrett Walton. Uh, he did like all the machining. So like right from the start, like freshman year, first semester, like two months into college, I was already getting like design for manufacturing experience there. Whoa. And I think that the way that it is here is that there's like the undergrad machine shop and then there's like the master's machine shop, which for some reason is like impossible to get into and work in. Um, from like hearing from recruiters, getting that like really in-depth design for manufacturing experience with like getting your hands on the machine, seeing like how it's done, watching the whole like, it's called CAM, uh, like computer-aided manufacturing. Mm -hmm. And so it's like the software that is like similar to CAD that they use to go through and like manufacture part. So getting all that stuff like very early on. What I also really liked at Long Beach is that we took CAD first semester. Um, uh, so it really opened up like a lot of opportunities for the next like four years yeah. versus at USC where it's like year three, you take right. CAD, which I think is like totally off. And I get it. They want you to like know statics before and a little bit of like strength of materials because you also go through FEA. But I think that there should be like a really big push to get CAD early on, like first semester, first year, maybe. Because um, that definitely opened up a lot of doors for me and what yeah. I could do. Yeah. Because like I joined LPL and instantly could take on CAD tasks. Right. Um, yeah. Which I guess I is. I wish I had. Yeah, it was really helpful. Yeah. Um, and then I guess what we're doing good here, um, I think it's just like the, the talent pool here is mm. pretty amazing. There's yeah. like a really high talent density. Um, <laughs> and I, I mean, at both labs, uh, at both labs, I think it was like very in-depth, the work that we did. I think here it's probably a little bit more professional. Uh, which I which I like like LPL really tries to hold itself to you know like industry standards and you know the big like sell is that there's no surprises when you enter the workforce um, and I think that we're like really or like we try to be really professional and how we do a lot of things like when it comes to like presentations um, and when it comes to like crucial decisions the way we go about handling those things uh, I think it like really shows that it's a master's lab and the way that like a lot of the critical things are handled Right. Um, so I think that's really nice. I think there's like a really high level of professionalism. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you were crazy and never left lab and then became lead. So give me your like top one or two lessons as a lab lead. Now that the, so the year, the crazy year has wrapped up, oh, I know you haven't had a lot of time to reflect. <laughs> yeah, this is my reflection uh, yeah. right here. <laughs> live, yeah, that right live now. reflection. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I would say definitely the biggest one is that like any time that you sense that there could be a problem with something is like identifying it and speaking to it like as soon as you can and uh, like really not letting things like boil over and letting things sit for a while. Yeah. As soon as you like identify or realize that there might be an issue with something, whether it's with like, um, you know, your team members and like how they're handling a problem or you see some type of conflict or it's like in the actual design itself, um, you know, to definitely bring up those issues as soon as possible. Uh, Cause if not, you're just like wasting resources and you're bleeding, right. um, which was like a really big thing this semester. Uh, a lot of like, um, a lot of like challenges and like technical disagreements as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and like with all of those, the, the quicker that you respond, uh, the less impact that problem will have. Uh, so yeah. that, that's like, I think probably the biggest one. Communication. Yeah, communication. Uh, like really like from like 
REs to the leads and then like leads to the REs as well. Um, just whenever there's a problem on either side to speak to it immediately. Right. Um, yeah. And it'll have like less consequences yeah. and less of like a ripple effect. Yeah. So I think that's probably the, probably the biggest one. Um, and that was one that I had realized before this. And now this is truly the live <laughs> reflection. Um, I guess like second one is like similar to that one, but to like definitely as a lead, your job is to make sure that your team has the resources that they need um, to, you know, accomplish the tasks that they set out to accomplish. And so I think like asking your team members and like your REs very frequently, like what are you tracking? Uh, do you see any like roadblocks or prohibitors, you know, that you're, you know, kind of tracking? Um, and if there's any like resources that you need uh, and asking that stuff like very, very frequently, almost on like a day-to-day -day basis, right. especially when you're getting down to crunch time. Uh, they're like, I mean, the REs are dealing with so many technical problems as well as, you know, like sometimes personnel problems as well. Mm -hmm. um, so just like making sure that you're aware of what they're tracking uh, and maybe there's like a way that you can help, which there frequently is. Right. Um, you know, there's some intervention or like reassigning of tasks that you can do to lighten that load. Yeah. And then I guess another one on that case as well is like knowing what your minimum viable product is. I think that's probably the most important. Yeah. Um, that was like very important for our hot fire in April. Um, and being able to, uh, you can definitely lighten the burden on a lot of your team members. Like frequently DAC is very, very overwhelmed with like the amount of things that all the different teams are saying that they need mm -hmm. from DAC. Yeah. So like we were talking with uh, like the DAC team very frequently and making sure that they knew what the minimum viable product was, despite what like, you know, everyone telling them that their stuff is top priority. Yeah. That's like the biggest thing, just yeah. making sure that each team knows like what exactly their required goals are. So like knowing the difference between your requirements and your desirements, that's like a very big uh, difference there. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Whoa. That's crazy. You totally got a different, did you think that being lead would be like this? Like so much of a management side? Uh, um, I was hoping it wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, I, I know there's definitely a lot of places that like I need to learn like technically. Mm -hmm. uh, um, and I was hoping that it would be, I, I mean, it was still technical. I was working with like problems, uh, like technical problems very frequently. Um, but there was like a good 50% of it was like, uh, like management, yeah. which is very cool. Cause like, I'd love to be in a management position later on. Yeah. Um, like I, I think like, uh, like director of turbo machinery, or, uh, like a really big <laughs> title like that. Yeah. Like, I think that'd be really cool. Mm -hmm. It's like something that I, I want to have like a full team, uh, right. you know? Um, so like it was essential experience, uh, yeah. a lot of like really good lessons early yeah. on. Yeah. Um, that I think will be very helpful. Yeah, so. definitely. Definitely a rare place to be so early in your career actually yeah, managing a team. Exactly, especially with like, I mean here at LPL there's so many qualified people mm -hmm. that just like know way more and like I'm a, I was a, I am like an undergrad. There are people in the room that are way more experienced. Yeah. Just like knowing how to use your team is like a pretty big one. How do you stay confident when there's people that you know know more? Uh, I mean that's like, you just have to know how to use those people. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I definitely acknowledge that I'm not the most knowledgeable in the room for just about every right. situation. Right. Um, so it's just like knowing who those people are mm -hmm. and like relying on their insight and like trusting your team. Yeah. Um, 
that's like definitely half the battle is just like trusting your team. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I know that like, uh, I mean, it's all master students. They're taking like master's level combustion classes and, um, you know, master's level fluid dynamics and compressibles and all that. So just uh, being able to trust your team. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So diving into your internship experience, uh, I just got out of the thick of all those applications, which were awesome. Congrats. So thank you. Yeah. Um, so what was that like for you? I know, did you intern at Northrop? I did. I was stalking you and I, did, yeah. I don't even think I've ever talked to you about that. So give us the internship rundown. Yeah, so I interned from I interned for Northrop the summer going into my junior year. So after my sophomore year, going into my junior year, I was part of the launch systems integration team. Um, so essentially, we deal with all of the space vehicle to launch vehicle requirements uh, and making sure that we are compliant with all of those. So what that involved for me was going through this document that's called the Standard Interface Specification Evolved Expendable Launch Vehicle requirements oh so it's God. called like sis sis, sis eelv ref c how much that's of your like brain the, is just like document names because you could rattle yeah. off so many the nasa standard yeah this. yeah so that was like a that was a beefy document um and i think within it are like 220 or so requirements of like all the different launch vehicle load conditions that the space vehicle will have to interface with as well as like electrical interface requirements um, and like requirements for um, like separation as well. So it essentially involved me working in a software called IBM Doors, which is like prehistoric um, <laughs> and uh, going through all of our internal requirements and making sure that we were compliant with all of the ones set out um, by the Space Force and noting any areas of non-compliance. So this task was like slated to take, um, you know, like kind of the full duration of my internship. Mm -hmm. And uh, I stayed like late very frequently in the beginning and I got it done uh, in about half of like the duration. Oh and I thought that I would like get more work after that. Yeah. Um, but there, but like after that task, there just wasn't too much work after that because yeah. my clearance came in a little bit late. Gotcha. So there, it was like difficult to get me like cleared onto mm -hmm. the, onto like the program. So yeah, it, it was cool. I got like a yeah. lot of experience with requirements very early on, <laughs> um, which is like also essential, right. uh, like tough, but essential. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I can then, just imagine you're just like itching to get your hands on things. Yeah, like, like I really wanted to get my hands yeah. on hardware. Uh, I think that's like a big company kind of flaw or like experience. You know, there's, there's like perks for being at a big or small company. Yeah, I guess like just, being at a startup, it's just like there's limited, uh, limited real estate. So like you're inherently closer to the hardware because, mm -hmm. you know, they don't have like a bunch of buildings and a bunch right. of like locations where like all the hardware is. Yeah. Um, but I think that's like really appealing for... Uh, you know, like people yeah. that are still going to school yeah. is getting like the hands-on hardware experience. Yeah. But it was cool. They, uh, James Webb um, launched, or not launched, but like got to its final orbit um, while I was there oh. over the summer um, and like released its first images. And Northrop did all like the payload processing for James Webb. And so there was like the room where it was and one of like the hexagonal mirrors was still there. Oh, that's so, cool. um, so there was like a big, uh, it was like really festive around that time. Yeah, they loved it, it was cool. James Webb. Yeah, it, it was really cool. Um, 
And there is like a lot of cool like in space propulsion going on yeah. there. I just didn't get to experience a lot of that. Yeah. But gotcha. yeah, it was cool. And then you went back into the application process again, which is exhausting. I don't, how did you do that with being in LPL all the time? I don't know. But then you ended up at URSA. Yeah. So I, uh, there? I truthfully like didn't apply to too many places, and I got the URSA one very early on. And, uh, <laughs> so lucky. Yeah. Well, you worked for it. You have, yeah, you have, no, a, crazy, I mean, like, you have a crazy yeah. resume, but um, yeah. No, not not at all. Uh, I just got like lucky again. It was actually um, the way that part of how the Ursa one went down is I was applying to Sierra Space, um, and they didn't have any summer propulsion internship roles. And I was talking with uh, a few of the Sierra Space recruiters, and we got along like really well. Um, but they just didn't have a propulsion role, and I made it like very clear that that's what I wanted. Yeah. And so one of the recruiters at Sierra Space actually contacted a recruiter at URSA and told them that they think that I'd be like a really good fit and that, you know, to give me an interview for a propulsion role. Wow. So that um, is not like why I got it, but like one of the reasons, yeah. uh, like it definitely helped awesome. in getting an URSA internship. Um, so definitely like a big lesson there, like you never know like who you're going to meet, like what connection mm -hmm. is going to come from there. So that was really cool. I didn't find out about that until the summer. Um, but yeah, so then I ended up uh, applying to URSA, and uh, the interview went really well. Um, the first one, the second one, I thought I did awful. I called my buddy after, and I was like, "There's no way I'm getting it." <laughs> it was like, thought it was the worst interview of my life. Yeah. Um, we got to like really complex topics, and I just like had to say like, "I don't know." Yeah. Um, the recruiter, uh, or not the recruiter, the second person who interviewed me, her name is Stephanie G Gabell, uh -huh. and she's just like a technical beast <laughs> yeah um yeah it was really funny she uh i really thought that i didn't get it she just, she just wanted to see what how you'd react yeah i mean <laughs> she, she is a she's so awesome i worked with her a lot over the summer uh she was on the turbo machinery team as well um but that was definitely a memorable <laughs> interview for sure um but yeah and then i ended up getting uh ursa and that was that was really amazing. Yeah, uh, knowing what you want and communicating it to people got you that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think like um, definitely being like direct in what you're looking for. Uh, I think it shows that you're like a lot more passionate about it than like you would take like any role. Um, you know, like showing that you do. If you yeah. do have like a big passion for something, making sure that it's known. I think people yeah. in my interviews, the ones that weren't human space flight, they were like, so why are you here? <laughs> like, that's really how it got to. I was like, yeah. I don't take any experience. I had to really say that because I was like, that's true. Yeah. It's true, but it's yeah. also like not where I want to end up. Yeah, I mean, and they could so tell. They yeah. can so tell. So. I think it's probably like very telling for most people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, congrats to you. You ended up getting yeah. human space flight. Do you have a mentor at URSA? That's another question. Yeah. Uh, so my... Manager was like also my mentor. His name is Lucas Lafamas. Um, and he's just the most like amazing person yeah. that I think I've had like the privilege of working with. Um, just like has such like a heart for like for mentoring and for like if you show him that you're passionate, yeah, um, he will absolutely like reciprocate that and take so much of his personal time to yeah. like to really like help you. Yeah. Um, and we had so many conversations to where it just like went so in depth. And he's like so uh, so thoughtful in the way that he explains things. Like GD&T, he taught me like all the GD&T stuff that I know. Um, and 
it took a while for me to get a grasp on yeah. a lot of that stuff and he's just so patient uh he yeah he's like he's really amazing um and like i would uh you know i spent a lot of my time reading this summer like different like turbo machinery papers um and like i would definitely pick his brain and he loved it yeah. uh he like absolutely loved it um, and then there was like a seating change in the middle of summer and I got to sit right next to him. Oh, that's and, awesome. Uh, yeah, from there it was just like, <laughs> oh, it, it was so awesome. Um, yeah. and like some, like this one time I was, uh, trying to work out through like one of these like turbo pump, uh, problems. Um, and I like tried to like design or like do the very early, very, very early calculations for like a turbo pump for Valerian, one of the engines in lab. Yeah. Uh, and I got in like a little bit early and when Lucas walked in, I was like, Hey, like, can I talk to you for a few minutes? And so I like pulled him into this like little conference room that I was in and like I had stuff all over the whiteboard and he like sat down for like 45 minutes, like an hour and just like helped me like go through all these like very early sizing stuff. Yeah. yeah he's definitely a mentor. We, we had like lunch a lot and, uh, like talked about like my goals and kind of the experience yeah. that I wanted. Um, yeah, he's amazing. That's awesome. Uh, and that, like, really solidified what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, I think, like, uh, even if I had gone into, like, combustion devices or, like, a different team, I think I would have loved, like, you know, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I was uniquely privileged to be able to work with Lucas. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's definitely, like, a just, like, a leader. He's awesome. Yeah. yeah and, like, so smart. That's so. awesome. I look, yeah. People just love to help people. Yeah. I, I would too if I, you're he, up there. He's one of those people. Yeah. Like he just loves to like teach and help. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. Do you think you want to stay with Turbo Machinery for like a while? Or? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd really like to. Um, it's just like Lucas is awesome in the way that he like explains things. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> this is like his phrasing for it. It's like it's a machine. Yeah. There's just like so many like working, like so many components that have to work together in it. Um, and there's like structural problems, there's thermal problems, there's fluid problems, like, um, and all of them have like very, uh, a lot of like trickle down effects on the components that the turbo pump interfaces with. So like, um, you know, like downstream in the main combustion chamber or in the pre-burner. Um, so there's just, a, it's like a super complex problem. It's super fun. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there, I could like ever get tired of, of that yeah. it just sounds fun yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely um okay so that leads us to the last two questions now you might have just answered this question but the first one is what is the most meaningful connection you've made within your professional life and why i would say probably either to lucas or to uh jonathan uh, yeah. 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 Jonathan is uh, one of the previous lab leads, um, and definitely relied on him a lot during my first semester with like questions and like how to deal with certain issues. And like, uh, he's also like extremely patient and we'd like go on the phone a lot, um, and just like talk through a lot of problems. Yeah. Uh, so like in a way he's, uh, kind of like a mentor as well. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, uh, probably either That's Jonathan awesome. or. Lucas. Oh, I didn't so. know that. <laughs> yeah, Luke, Jonathan and I talk uh, talk a decent amount. Yeah. Um, and like over the summer, we'd call and talk as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where's Jonathan's Jonathan awesome. now? He's a Neutron Fluid Systems at Rocket Lab. Oh, okay. So, yeah, he's working on, uh, or he's not on stage fluids. He's on the GSC 
for Neutron, so he's working on all their wallops GSC. Okay. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, John. John's awesome. So. Yeah. 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 He is. He's cool. <laughs> okay. And then second question is advice you'd give your twenty-year-old self, which that's just because I'm twenty. And I was like, I'm also I was 20, thinking, so you are twenty. Yeah. I thought you were twenty-one. Tomorrow. Tomorrow's your yeah. birthday. Yes. Tomorrow. Okay, yeah. so you. I was like, I, I would change it, but I, I could have sworn you were twenty-one, and then I was like, Yeah. Dude, what? Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna change it. Tomorrow, I'm twenty-one. Advice you would yeah. give your eighteen-year-old self. Eighteen-year-old self. Yeah. Um. Oh man. Uh, I don't know, like, it's, like, one of those questions of, like, um, you know, if you, like, had to go back and, like, change anything, yeah. like, you know, what would you change? Yeah. Uh, but you can take it, like, oh, I wouldn't change anything, but, like, yeah, think of it, advice um, you give me. I, I think just, like, to ask questions, uh, yeah. like, and that they're, like, really is no dumb questions and you can easily look dumb if you don't ask a question mm. so like uh you know if you're having like a technical conversation with someone and if they say something that you're unfamiliar with uh you know there's a chance that the person that you're talking to knows that you're unfamiliar with that yeah term yeah um and it's just like seeing if you'll ask yeah uh and i think like asking is uh very important to not just like believe what you're being told and like trying to understand like really why um really why uh like the answer is that yeah um yeah i think uh asking like really good questions too and like interviews and like everything can really like set you apart uh that like you really care yeah um so i think just like uh definitely asking as many questions as you can and like people typically love that yeah. uh, there's no like limit to the to the questions and right. people love being asked questions so, yeah. yeah, I would say to just, uh, yeah, I mean, like, really ask questions for anything at all that you're confused on, because um, it also shows the people around you that you care, and that you're, it's not just like, oh, okay, you just need an answer for that, it's that you, like, really do care. Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, ask questions. Good advice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Writing it down. All right, that's all I have for you. Yeah. Happy early birthday today. Yeah. Thank you, bitch. Yeah, this is super fun. Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah, thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Space Spiels. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a fellow space nerd and follow us and rate the podcast. It really helps us out. I'll talk to you next week.